Yeah, beautiful. I'm not big for intros, so this can be the intro. Welcome back to, well, not welcome back, first time on the show, Jacob and Jess Highland. How are you guys going? You all right? Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah, going well. really good, actually. Yeah. That's good. That's good. For people who might not, I guess we know you because you're clients of ours with the business, but for people who may not have heard your guys' names or voices before, do you want to maybe give us a brief intro of, um, yeah, just a brief intro of who you are and what you do? Yes. So, um, well, we're both engineers by background. So I do mechanical and biomedical engineering and Jacob did civil engineering. Okay. So we met at UNSW and, yeah, been married almost five years, have two kids. (laughs) So, yeah, we tend to, um, yeah, over the years we've done lots of different things together, travel, family. Um, Now we're, I guess, working together um, Mm. as buyer's agents. So, yeah. yeah, we've got a few properties under our belt. Mm. So that's been an interesting journey, figuring all that out over the years. And now, yeah, I guess getting into it is our main area of interest. Yeah, okay. Just trying to enjoy life at the end of the day, Mark. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I guess talking to you guys, like when we've met for coffee and from what Dad's told me about you guys too, you guys have tried to use property as the vehicle to get a better handle on enjoying your life. I would say. So I wondered like what got you guys into property investing to start with? Did you guys, before you guys met, was it something you had considered individually or was it something you only considered once you guys got together that maybe this was a way to, I don't know, um, get to the goals you wanted to achieve in life? I guess for me, I never thought of it prior to us, us meeting. Um, Just didn't know anyone who'd done it. So yeah, I think Jacob really drove it at the start. Yeah, so I guess both of our parents are pretty good savers, I guess, and never really had investment properties themselves. So I guess coming out of university, I was saving a fair bit of money, still living as if, yeah, we were at university because Jess still was at university at the time. So having a bit of money saved up, I was more thinking that, we, I should be doing something with, with this, not mm. just letting it sit in the bank account. So um, I guess what I did at that point was, yeah, was talking to my parents about buying a property back where they were. Because um, it's an regional, area that we, Regional Queensland, yep. Area that we knew. Um, and I guess we found a property that was, um, we thought, under market value um, in a good area. Um, there was a fair few coppers on the street as well. So that... That always helped with the it's gonna be safe. <laughs> safe area. Yeah, I guess yeah, having that, we we did the management of the property ourselves. We had someone in within a week mm. of owning the property. And I guess from that we just yeah, used that as a vehicle for us to quickly save money. And I guess when the boys or when we started talking about having kids. We were, we were thinking that we needed something else to make sure that we could spend more time with the kids and enjoy our lives as well. I mean, Potentially retire early, you know, yeah, all those yeah. good things. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the things that oh, we're in Sydney, so I, I get really stressed out in Sydney with the hustle yeah. and bustle. So one of the things that we used to do a lot was like go out of Sydney on weekends, um, go camping um, and just relax. So I guess we saw that, Working full-time forever just wasn't the vehicle for us to to get to our end goal. So we needed to do something else to push us along. And we wanted to keep doing them things as well. So 
having um, one property already, we we thought let's let's keep going with this. Um, yeah, dabbled in stocks. Yeah, yeah. For a while to see if that was maybe going to you know push us along financially, but yeah, in the end, just having the property, the first property that Jacob bought, sitting there, you know, essentially just going up in value. We didn't have to do much to it at all. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a good enough tax, <laughs> like the the tax incentives as well as the fact that it had capital growth. It just sat there and then suddenly we had equity in this thing yeah. that we've, you know, just been paying off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's probably been a bit of a slow burn for us, but I guess once we got on board with you guys, we really started pushing it a lot harder. So now having... Yeah, five doors, four properties. Like mm. it's yeah, pretty good. And yeah. even with interest rates going the way they are, where we've worked it so that we're pretty pretty neutral still. Yeah, okay. Which is good. And so for people who might not know too much about investing, if they're listening for the first time, when you explain like neutral or close to, can you sort of explain how that works from your perspective? Balance like I guess the balancing act you have to consider having that many properties with mortgages and balancing how yeah, much yeah. the rent pays of the mortgage and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I guess um, the way I look at it is neutral is the money that you put into it um, is neutral, so okay. not much money at all. Yeah. So the way we worked it was to make sure that um, the income that we're getting pretty much equates to what the outgoings are. But we, we are assuming that we're spending... Two thousand to three thousand dollars in maintenance a year. We don't okay. spend that. Yeah, but um, yeah, we just take that into account because you kind of need to make sure that you um, oh, okay. set if anything was to happen. So yeah, okay. yeah we we have had some um, damage on one of the properties due to hail, and yeah, yeah it really hasn't affected, which is good. But yeah, I guess to expand on what Jacob was saying, you know, we for majority of the properties we have, we wanted to make sure that the rent we were getting from our tenants covered, you know, any repairs, rates and things like that and the mortgage repayments. So that even though now interest rates have gone up, we're not, I guess, having to fork out a lot of out-of-pocket to cover the mortgage repayments because yeah. they were already positively geared. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess a question I had to external to this I've got maybe one or two friends that are pursuing a similar goal to me of getting into the market quicker just based on the financial goal of trying to be a bit wealthier quicker by having like an asset that's going to grow in value and maybe generate some income from rent and stuff. Do you find that a lot of people your age are doing a similar thing or they feel like it's a bit more out of their control and it's an impossible task based on like, I guess how the media will portray how difficult it is and so forth. Yeah, I guess we, we probably have a few different friends that are on a few different paths. So right. we do have friends that are on a similar path to us, um, buying investment properties to push themselves forward. We have some friends that buy houses, renovate and sell. Um, so that's in the area that they're at. But I guess the larger majority of people that um, we know uh, want to buy a property to live in. So I guess when we were, when we, yeah, talk about our, what we're doing, I, I think people are pretty interested to hear. Mm. Um, but 
I guess it's always like what your parents kind of tell you as well is yeah. buy a property to live in um, to go forward. And I like we our end goal is to buy our own property. Like I think um, in a few years that's where we want to get. But just having a property at the start to push you forward definitely helps you in the long run, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the more people and friends we mention, you know, the the space we're in, um, you know, moving into to helping others buy properties um, as well as just talking about our own investments, it's amazing how many friends have gone, oh, you know, actually I was thinking of doing that because I'm sick of saving towards a place in Sydney that's, yeah. you know, just so unaffordable. So, you know, I think the rent vesting that we're doing is um, the way a lot of people are going now yeah, and seeing okay. the value in that. Right. Okay. Um, what uh, what takeaways would you have learnt over the last couple of years since going on this journey of buying a couple investment properties? What are some lessons you could pass on to people listening of uh, things to be wary of or things that they can learn from based on your mistakes, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I think something to keep in mind, I guess, is when you first purchase an investment property, there are going to be some upfront costs. Um, you know, there's generally some some repairs or value adds you need to do to make it, um, I guess, uh, attractive to tenants and to make it nice for them to live in, though you only want to do what's necessary. Um, but, you know, there is a bit of an upfront cost when you first purchase a property. But then once you get tenants in, it's generally just ongoing like maintenance and minor repairs. So it's, I guess, yeah, a bit of a cost up front and then it's a bit more normal and regular over over the course of you holding the property long term. And I guess as a landlord too, it's our job to fix and approve those fixes for problems that come up. We've always taken the approach of, you know, if if they come to us saying like, oh, you know, could, could we put blinds in the, in the main bedroom? It's like, well, yes, obviously that, that would help. Um, you know, and there's yeah. a few other ones where they've they've asked us, is it okay that we do this? And it's like, well, yes, that's a basic requirement yeah. for a house, whereas we've yeah. had it in the place we currently live where, you know, ignition on the stove doesn't work and we thought, well, that that should be a yeah. required fix. So yeah. and they're all tax deduct, like you then put in on your tax, any of those repairs. So it's, yeah, it just... Things happen, um, yeah. so you definitely want to be prepared, but it's just part of the business of owning a property is having those things. Um, another one, or did you want to talk about this one, the property management? Yeah, I guess probably one of the biggest things is having a pro good property manager yeah. on your team. I think, um, yeah, when we used to manage it ourselves, it was very difficult to get trades or um, make sure that things are being looked after. Yeah. Um, having inspections at regular time. So if you have a good one of them, um, so with the property that we had um, that just had repairs done, it had hail damage from a recent storm. So, yeah, we were able to get the new roof and everything sorted really quickly, which was really good. So if we didn't have a property manager that was, like, on top of it, things could have got a lot worse and then... Yeah, also the tenants then aren't happy either. So yeah. And yeah, as well, the, the rents are going up because repairs are being done as well. So yeah. Make sure that you 
yeah, there might be some short-term pain, but in the long term, you got to look at that there's some gain because I know when we first started out and we had some repairs that we were probably, yeah, not really ready for at the very start of our um, property investing career, they they did hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we weren't really thinking about it. But now that we have a few under our belt, like we, we understand that these things happen and if you're treating it like a business, it's just maintenance. Businesses have maintenance. You just got to keep going. Um, I guess the final takeaway too is make sure if you are getting into investments and especially investing into state, just being across the requirements. I mean, we had a property that fell through once because the person at the bank signed off on our mortgage documents when it needed to be a justice of the peace and we probably should have been more across who needed to sign it and that was for mm. a Queensland property. So just making sure that you know what what's required and and then, sorry, <laughs> the actual final one is, um, you know, when you're purchasing property, just make sure to stay within your means as we've sort of discussed, you know, with interest yeah. rate rises or unexpected repairs that come up, you don't want to be financially stressed. Like we've taken this and investing as we want it to be as easy as possible. You know, it's a bit of a set and forget in a way. Um, so, yeah, you just don't want to go so far at your borrowing capacity that then when these things arise, you're then under a lot of financial pressure. Having a, a glance at like your portfolio from our perspective, like it seems like you haven't over leveraged, like you haven't bought super, super expensive properties that are going to be a struggle for the the rent to cover the mortgage on where you're going to yeah. be eating into your own personal incomes to then cover the rest you've bought cheaper assets. Could you sort of speak yep. to why, that, like, I guess you sort of did, but like, was that the, that was the choice from the beginning? Like, we don't need to buy crazy expensive houses. We can buy something more middle, middle of the road and not overextend. Yeah, I think the first one was due to the fact that it was Jacob working and I was still at uni. So we weren't going to ever buy something that was, super high in value, also the area we were buying in, being a regional um, hub, housing prices weren't weren't crazy. Yeah. And then I think we saw the benefit of that and then just through further research and, you know, increasing our knowledge, realised that that was the best way to go about it. So it was then just finding those properties in regional areas mainly mm. um, that were going to, yeah, be under that sort of 500K mark and yeah. that would give us good rental returns. Yeah, so I guess one of the bigger things is you need to see what's happening in the areas. So if if no industry is coming to the area, like there's only one income stream in the area, there's it's really hard for a property to go up in value too much because for it to go up in value, you need people that are earning higher, higher wages or there needs to be an influx of people in the area to be able to increase the property values. So I guess, yeah, we've really just looked for properties that have the fundamentals that over time more industries coming to the area yeah but then other in terms of staying within our means to you know we've been able to leverage the equity we have in a property to then buy the next one so that's that certainly helped mm. um with not pushing ourselves financially and draining all our savings yeah I guess, yeah, we were saying before that 
yeah, we really love to to travel, camping and that sort of stuff. So we didn't really want to give up our lifestyle too much. Um, they're things that de-stress us. Um, and if some some people can do it and but also give up some of that stuff. The so. high-value properties don't necessarily give you the rental yield that you'd expect. You know, a higher property value doesn't mean higher rent necessarily, depending yeah. on the area. So we've we've always gone for, you know, wanting to cover our mortgage repayments and outgoings with the rent we get from the tenants. So just yeah, okay. so that if something happens, one of us loses our jobs, one of us is sick, whatever the case is, you know, at the moment, me being on parental leave, things like that, you know, just don't want to, yeah, be be financially stressed. That's not the aim of property investing. It should be the opposite. It should be relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Second last thing, I guess, before we get out of here. So if uh, if you guys could go back to the 25-year-old versions of you and assuming you listen to that version, like uh, assuming you go back to 25-year-old Jacob and he listens to what you've got to say, like what, what advice would you give your 25-year-old selves? Yeah, I, I guess for me it's just to follow your own path and listen to yourself um, I guess on our journey there there's been people that are for what we're doing and there's been people against what we're doing because we're not buying new properties um, and not to live in ourselves not and, to live in ourselves and um, sometimes we haven't even seen it you know if it's interstate so so yeah there's been both sides of the story coming to us so I guess if we didn't follow our path going forward we would not be in the position that we're in right now so we, as a couple, made the decision and we went for it together, um, noting that we are are young and back at 25, hopefully it would have been the same. So, um, but, yeah, just making sure that you're, you're benefiting yourself to get forward. And probably the other one is like we did buy a car at one stage before having property. The biggest thing they were telling us was to get a car loan for that car um, because we need it for when we buy a property. Um, we didn't get a car loan and we still got property. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't need it for that credit score. That yeah, they didn't need it we for did. Score. So, yeah. we, I just couldn't justify spending extra money. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's probably for me. I don't know about you, Jess. If there was... I guess now having, you know, been working a lot longer since yeah. then, um, yeah, I guess our mentality, you know, it's yes, save money, but also enjoy life. You know, you don't want to be so busy saving for, you know, the $2 million property that you don't get to enjoy things because you're busy squirreling it all away. I mean, mm. I'm not saying be silly with your money and spend it all, but, you know, find a nice balance. Um, and also, you know, reach out to, to experts or people that specialise in areas for things you don't know. I mean, our last few properties, we've talked to various people like yourselves to help us with getting those um, extra extra properties. I mean, we've bought three in the last few years, mm. which we definitely wouldn't have been able to do without our sort of expert team around us. So it's it's worth sometimes paying paying for those people that know what they're doing to help you along in your journey. Yeah, sometimes uh, there's a lot you can figure out off of YouTube. But sometimes it's better to invest 
in like someone else's knowledge that you can sort of take on for yourself, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And then you get to build a bit of a a bit of a community in the space. I mean, you know, we've found we've built good connections with say, you know, money saver home loans and other people in yeah. in the industry that have helped us and supported us along this this journey. So mm. it's been good. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people out there that'll want to help you too. So um yeah, don't think that you're isolated. Um but there's plenty of vehicles too. So um you just need to find the one that works for you yeah for sure yeah i try not to uh i try not to be too centered or focused on just property because obviously that's what our job is to do but like i know some friends that are pretty successful from dividends and shares you know like there's plenty of family and friends yeah we got family and friends in that space too and we we dabbled in it in the end it was a bit too much um Mm work for us to keep on top of it all and to keep up with what that market was doing and I think we've just because we like exploring Australia and regional areas that was sort of an interest for us I mean we went to Townsville last year and got to see one of our properties did a bit Mm. of drive-by so you know being able to see a physical asset even if you don't ever see it but you just um you know see it through the real estate ads and things like that it still feels feels like a nice real thing to to be working towards yeah, yeah yeah okay and so you guys uh you guys have done your own sort of investing and you've had a couple of properties and you've managed properties before and so now you're at the point where you decide we're going to do a business we're going to have a buyer's agent's business right so do you want to tell us a, a yeah, little yeah. bit about that before we get out of here yeah so um yeah jess and i started up connect through property uh so trying to help investors get the right property for them and um yeah connecting with our team and other teams to push them forward in their journey so i guess we're going to ensure that whoever comes and works with us um gets the right property to to meet their goals yeah yeah Yeah, build that portfolio if that's what they want to do or if it's finding the dream home to live in you know where i guess we know the investing, like going through the investment properties um, and have experienced that in that ourselves as well as have now done further training in the space and, you know, have our have our real estate licence and all those all those good things you need to, mm. <laughs> to work in the industry. But, yeah, it's, it's been fun to, to, I guess, take our passion for property investing and, you know, get to help people in that space as well. That's yeah. awesome. Just keen to have honest conversations with people and yeah, push them forward. See what we can do yeah. to help. Well, yeah. So we'll put we'll put a link to the website and all that good stuff in the the show notes and whatnot. We'll That's get good. out of here. But thank you again for all your time. Thanks for Artie for being such a good baby. Little yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a few tears oh, and tantrums right. in amongst that, but we got there. 